Warning, this podcast was produced by two men who still think that swearing is both big and clever. As a result, it contains quite a lot of it. Therefore, this podcast is not suitable for children, unless they're really fucking cool children. People Day Fensum here with another episode of Pop Collaborate and listen uh, we're going straight in this week uh, no intro we kind of had a feeling that perhaps uh, it was getting a little bit superfluous uh, and that you didn't need me to say yes it's Dave twice anyway uh, I'm here as always with my good friend Mr. Chris hello everybody welcome along yeah well we are I mean I would say tumescent with excitement Oh, today. yes, I can smell it in the air. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's it's incredible uh, what we've got to, uh, up to this today. Yeah. Maybe I mean, let's face it, after the last one, after Tori Amos, which was a great album, mm-hmm. uh, and I think as well we picked up quite a few new listeners, hopefully, off that. We got a really good numbers on the downloads. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully some Tori Amos fans are like, okay, these guys, they know what they're talking about. They've got some good uh, views on uh, music. Yeah. Welcome to this episode yeah, if you, if you don't know, I guess if you are new to the podcast and you haven't kind of caught exactly what the premise is, because mm. it's, it's not just two blokes chatting about pop music, um, it's too incredibly attract. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> no, basically our premise is we're doing every single number one album of the 90s, not because we think that's the best music, because we were listening to other stuff. We're interested in knowing what the majority of people yeah, in what, the what UK the, were the listening to. what the populace was into, yeah. Yeah, and, I've, and as I say, sometimes that throws up Tori Amos and we get to go and do something really, really cool like that mm-hmm. and then other times we get this week when we get to listen to the second album we've had to cover uh, by enigma second album again if you've, if you've just joined us you won't have necessarily have heard our first episode on enigma on their mcmxe ad mm-hmm. album we struggled with that one because it's just terrible i mean i would say i would say if it's not the worst album we've listened to it's certainly it's up there i would say definitely top three i mean I, uh, i'm pretty sure you would still say it was your least favorite it is, it is my personal least favorite, favorite yeah. yeah i mean i still would go more right said fred yeah um, i mean I, it, that just made me so angry but enigma was terrible it was just dreadful and now they've come back again two years later and we have to do another enigma album because yeah. that's the that's the rules that's the rules this one's called the cross of changes right. now i'm going to be basically what i'd say to you is if you've not listened we, we're not going to rehash a lot of the stuff about yeah. enigma in this one if you want to check it out check out the first episode you know people to fall into two camps really with this with our podcast we found people that like uh the ones where we really like something and people uh, that like the ones where we really hate something, mm-hmm. uh, that is definitely in the second category. Yeah. Uh, so go and check that one out. Got a lot of bile uh, about that. So I've got to say, coming into this, I am I am not excited. I'm the opposite of excited. True. Yeah. And we have been kind of aware of this coming up for a little while as well, mm-hmm. in the same way that we always are about the, the really kind of dubious ones. We knew there was an, a second Enigma album on the horizon, and we've not been looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. But we're here We've got to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we always try and say we go in with an open mind. And I'm going to say to you, yeah. right, up front, spoilers, that I do not hate every track on this album. 
Right, okay. Which is interesting. A that's, fucking improvement. That's a huge improvement. Right. We'll see what level it is. Okay, okay. But, you know, I've gone into this with an open mind. Right? Okay, good. Good. Uh, as open a mind as can. But look, look, let's start as we always do um, mm-hmm. with the cover. I mean, yeah. I mean, who knows? It's, it's a bloke, probably. I don't know. It's possible. Halo of light. Um, yeah. Look, it's, the, it's kind of vaguely. It's not the worst cover we've seen. No, not at all. Uh, there's, there's some. I would say t- there's not talent behind it, but there, there's it's not just a really bad Photoshop or MS Paint. I job. think it looks more like a computer game cover though. Oh, that's, okay. You've got that, that kind of Enigma two. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, this looks like this looks like a Maybe. PC shooter or something. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But if you do also, if you know like kind of what you're getting, if you've heard any Enigma at all, and you know it's going to be a little bit new agey and kind of you know synths in there and some chill out beats, mm-hmm. there you go. Yep, yeah, that works. That kind of fits for that as well. And, and, in my book, yeah. it, it's not off-putting. Mm-hmm. Doesn't draw me in. Don't care. But it, yeah, it's fine for what it has to do. Yeah. So Enigma again, you know, just a, 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 the most casual recap that we can. I'm very much the vanguard of this kind of easy listening, almost got a bit of a deep housey vibe sure. to it. Yeah. Very, very much trenched in new age. That's the, the, that, exactly that sheen over the top of everything that um, we saw in the first one where that was famous for having the Gregorian monks chanting yeah. mm-hmm. um, and then some kind of weird breathy vocals and this sort of stuff. And there was lots of talk about uh, the earth and Mother Nature. And that yeah. sort of business. Fine. It yeah, was just I, really dull and terrible. And fucking infuriating. I found, I found the whole thing so fucking smug and stupid that I wanted yeah. to burn the man to the ground. But uh, it got to number one and sold huge amounts across yeah. the world. This second album. Album, uh, the one we're looking at, which is, the, the, like you said, the cross of changes. Um, it was only number one for one week in the UK in February 1994. Mm-hmm. But it did still sell over two million copies in the US, and it's done over eight million worldwide. And, you know, the, the single, which you know, which is on this record, uh-huh. was just... I was everywhere. I mean, it was everywhere. It was, yeah. you know, it was number one in what... I mean, we'll get to it, I guess, when we talk about sure. the song. But, you know, it was synced everywhere. It was just one yes. of those ubiquitous kind of songs without edges that you could put over everything. And it was catchy enough that people... Anyway. Yeah. Um, and this was the 14th best-selling album of 1994 in the UK. This album. 14th. 14th. Which is no mean feat, you know, for, no. for an album that only number one for one week. But it just kept selling. You yeah. Know Again, as we often say here, you've got to remember, particularly if you're, I'm not going to say if you're young and you're listening to this, why would yeah, you what? be? As if you are. Uh, but, you know, you've got to remember the context of music in the 90s. It was all about selling records. It was pre-Napster. Yeah. You, that was where all the money came from. You know, you could print a CD for six pence and charge 20 quid for Absolutely. it. You know? you could, yeah. So um, anyway, so right, let's crack into this one. Okay. So the, the first track is called Second Chapter. All right, let's put this on then, okay. And it's worth saying at this point that there are only nine songs on this album yeah. uh, and of varying lengths. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can debate, is this a song? This is probably, as you said... This is, this is more of an intro, really. Yeah, more of, more of an intro. Yeah. So what we've got, you know, we've got a load of ambient noises here, some traditional instrumentation. Traditional. Yeah, a bit of an Eastern feel bit, uh, uh, as a favourite. We've uh, got to get that fucking printed on a t-shirt at some Definitely, point. or tattoos on our backs. No, I'm not. <laughs> find, find room on my <laughs> back, mate. True enough. Um, yeah, and then we're going to get shortly into uh, our favourite Enigma trope, the profound voiceover. Yes, we are. Yes, we yeah. are. Uh, this bit that we're hearing, this kind of this horn sound, is a sample of a left field track that was the. It's the same sample they used on the first song mm-hmm. on the first album. Yeah. This was their intro. That so they are kind of getting us back into 
uh, they're reintroducing themselves the same way as they did the first time. Yeah, which, you know, in my opinion, I don't want to be reminded of that. You'd rather not. Um, there are, there's another, another sample uh, from a project by Anne Dudley from The Art of Noise and Jazz Coleman from Killing Joke. Yeah. Um, which is where they get some more of the kind of the Eastern wailing that's going to come in. That, that's mm. from that, from them. Um, but the, the replication of track one on the first album to track one on this album is, I assume, to go to, 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 to comfort you and go, you're safe, you know, yeah. you're in the same little bath here. Don't worry, it's all okay. Well, if, you, if you run one album into the other, is there some kind of... Oh, I bet you the very... Exactly. Um, so yeah, a profound voiceover. I, I, I don't know what she's saying on this one, but what I can tell you yeah. is it's fucking bollocks. Oh, it's absolutely new. It's new age nonsense. I can tell you what it says. It says... I don't want to know. We came out of the deep to <sighs> help and understand, but not to kill. It takes many lives till we succeed to clear the debts of many, many hundred years. What? I give a fuck. What the fuck is that? Okay, so, and this one, as I say, that's, that's track one, and it runs into, we'll just keep it rolling. Oh, yeah, might as well. Okay, runs yeah. into track number two, which is called The Eyes of Truth. Right, and The Eyes of Truth. So, yeah, it, it, a lot of the, the songs on this album do kind of mix into each other, and yeah. that's the journey that Michael Cretu... The, yeah, that's, uh, that's, the, that's, the, that, that's the genius of Cretu. I know, good. Uh, this was the second single uh, in May 1994, and this got to number 21 as a single. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tra- the traditional instrumentation is is, is building up here. here we go. uh, yeah, we're getting a little what, bit. What would, what would you call that instrument? Do you reckon? Uh, horrible. Yeah, and here's Painful here's a break beat. But it, that that drum beat it reminded me of the uh, Higher Love by Stevie Winwood. Yeah. Do, do, do that that bit. But yeah, we've got a bit more of a break in here. See, this is the thing. Like, oh, I love a break beat, and yeah. I really don't like seeing them treated this way. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon there's a, a, a hotline you can phone for uh, mistreatment? Of I, I feel like this is like when, you, like when you've got a friend and like not, not, uh, you know, not like their new boyfriend is you know is is being abusive, but yeah. you're like, oh, I don't really oh, like mate. the way you fucking talk to her. Sure, right. You're better than that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Look, this here we are again. It's Moonwolf the musical. We've got right. Yin Yang singles, Incense, and Dreamcatchers. Yes. Oh boy, right. Healthy dose of our old pal. The Pan Pipes is coming in in a while. Oh, the thing is, I thought maybe, it being 1994 yeah. at this point, maybe I thought he'd leave the Pan Pipes behind. No, no way. Because, you know, in 94, who's going to do that? That's the cheesiest thing you could possibly do. You don't, mate, you don't... Oh, no, here we go. Oh, here we go. You don't shoot the cash cow, mate. Apparently but the, the wailing on this track, I could fundamentally do without. Oh, of course. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, for the most part, a lot of this is relatively inoffensive. Like, if I was... You know, again, yeah. if I was, if it was on quietly in the background whilst I was having a, ma- a massage, I'd have no great That's issue you, with it. That is where you'd hear it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. You know? um, uh, the main vocal, right? The, the Mongol is Mongolian folk music. Uh, of course it is. It's, yeah. It's fucking enigma. Of course it is. Um, but it also has a sample from uh, Ultraviolet, Like My Way by U2 off their Achtung Baby right. record, right? And I'm just going to. Well, uh, actually, wait, I'll, get, I'll let it get to the point in this song and then I'm going to play the U2 song as well because he's on this album he's said that he wanted to go in a more sort of quote unquote rock direction Mm -hmm. at at times and to do that he has sampled some more rock bands but he sampled some utter bollocks bits of some rock bands and made it sound like this well this is this is the thing like when you're talking about the intro about him getting compositions for people like Art of Noise. Yeah. Like, a lot of thought has come into getting certain sounds that you've deliberately made sound as 
wallpaper as you possibly can. Yes. It's like your my ears are tuned very differently to yours if you hear something pleasing mm-hmm. in this. this. This for me, right, this track itself is mellow enough. I've got no major beef for this track. Weirdly though, at three minutes, yes. it fades yeah. out. And, oh, right, and yes. you go, Here oh, this go. track's over. And then... But then you look at the, the time on it. I thought, oh no, there's another four minutes this to go. This is seven minutes on. Seven minutes. And I'm not sure what the purpose of the fade is. Obviously it comes back in, and we'll, we'll get to it in a bit. Sure. It comes in very bim, bim, bombastically Indeed. and kind yeah. of uh, biblical, like kind of Cecil Deep, B. DeMille. Sure, okay. But, I mean, I, I guess it's got some drama to it in that aspect. But he, I suspect he is such a po-faced uh, melodramatic man that I can just picture him going, Oh, and then we'll bring it in, and then we'll, you know, we'll do this. And yeah. It'll, it's just be an epic. It's like Michael, man, you've made a really boring start, mm. and then you put some big drums in a minute. But yeah, I mean, like, but, I, I find, I find this boring, right? Yes. Uh, but I will say, I find it probably, it, it, it does feel. A little bit better than some of the stuff from the first record. Oh, okay. If so you're it, not as offended by this, then? I'm not as offended by it. Right. I mean, I am... Part of it might be resignation. Oh, right? I see. Yeah. Right? But... <laughs> yeah. But I didn't find... And trust me, there are albums we will get to, moments on this album that we will get to. Right. But I didn't find this quite as embarrassing... I see. Okay. ...as some of the stuff of the first record. Right. All right. I mean, uh, this is what you're talking about, presumably the drama, this big kind of yeah. uh, choral mm-hmm. backing going on. Yeah. yeah, and these, you know, and these kind of big timpani drums that are sure. kind of hitting in the background. Kind of. um, some of the some of the drums uh, are sampled from a Genesis song, mm. and I was like looking as well because there's also there's a Peter Gabriel song in the mix here, and there's some Vangelis, which makes a lot of sense. Mm. But I was going, oh Genesis, that makes sense. I was thinking, what, what Genesis song is it? And it's one off the, the the last album that we had to do, that We Can't Dance yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. It's not off one of their kind of proggy epics. It's some of the tinny stuff off their 1991 effort. Well, let's let's be clear. I, I don't I don't think that your fucking boy Cretu has got a long, deep history. If you listen to the first record, that doesn't didn't say to me this guy's been listening to loads of really cool and exciting music that I like for no. years and brought it to the fore. It sounds to me like he's gone. What's happening? And you know. What two albums from the fucking previous year? Oh, I've heard this. Oh, how about that bit? I've yeah. heard this. How about that bit? That sounds like it's oh, very, yeah, very true, very true. Um, it, I'm just surprised because I think I mean, a lot of the stuff that he was doing, or the, God, the way he was annoying. making sounds uh, in his own songs, it did th- make me think. Oh, he wants to be Vangelis. Mm. Um, I thought there was some kind of some of the Blade Runnery stuff that Vangelis had done, uh, hints of that. But then just using Vangelis in this song, I'm like, oh no, he's He's, he's, he's taking the easy route and just putting some very ineffects, uh, ineffectual shit yeah. uh, that Van Gels has done over the top of his own thing. And it's just wishy-washy. Yeah. It's, uh, and there's as, some more pipes. As with all of it, it lacks anything that kind of resembles soul or... Oh, very much. Or, very or much. kind of... I don't, I, I don't know. The whole thing feels contrived. Oh, oh god yeah but I, I do think that there is there's an element which is him you know sitting barefoot in the studio mm. with his sunglasses on indoors and uh, incense in the background taking it very seriously and yeah, so it's yeah. contrived but I do think he's the, the, the contrivance is his own personality he's become that yes 
but there is no, you know, I, whilst I, yeah, I, I always think that something that someone has tried hard to do is better than something that someone has half-assed. Mm. But at the same time, there is no rule in that that means that we have to enjoy music put together by people that are probably cunts. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, without, do you know a, what doubt, I mean? without is, a doubt. Uh, uh, I'm going to play this U2 song because it, I was like, where the fuck is this U2 song sample? Yeah. I, I couldn't work it out. Um, I play this and... It's off acting, baby. It's got ultraviolet, brackets, light my way. And this bit, this little bit here, this is what he sampled. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense, right? He sampled this very wishy-washy, soundscapey bit uh, of, of a U2 song. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until it got into the proper song in a couple of seconds time, I was like, oh, this U2 song? You know, that was the bit that made me go... This is a fucking brilliant U2 song. It it is. It it is. But this bit of it, why would you ever listen to this song and go, you know what, there's not enough of? You know know the bit I really like in this song? Mm. That intro where it's a little bit uh, bit kind of non-effectual. But when it kicks in... Oh, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I know this song. Of course, I know this song. Fucking Michael Cretu has gone. Uh, well, oh, at, at this point, the song's over for me. <laughs> <laughs> it peaked You've early. You ruined this. Yeah. No stars. Absolutely bollocks. Yeah, just it really amused me that that's the bit he thought I'm having that. That's mine. Well, that's that. Look, I. To be clear. Yep. Right. I don't hate yeah, it. There wasn't as much invective as there could have been from you on that one. No, nope. I, didn't, I, didn't, right. I didn't hate that one. Fine. Didn't love it, obviously. Mm. Uh, but look, so this, this, this is the big one for right, this yeah. record. This is the 94 million plays. Yeah. Fucking Return to Innocence, number one in how many? Well, you could, number one, uh, yeah. For everywhere for a year, basically. Ten countries, I think it was number one in. Yeah, first single, uh, top ten in 12 countries. Uh, sold over half a million copies in the States. Went mm-hmm. gold over there. It's their second biggest sing- single after Sadness Part yeah. 1. It's the one that everyone has. It's the... Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I was listening to this in the car with Jenny the other day. Uh-huh. And we were listening to it, and there was a kind of a... And then I just started fucking doing the vocal, oh. and she went, I'm glad you did that, because I want to join in. And we were just both just going... Oh, oh, oh. Right. Look, man, this fucking vocal here, this love... Emotion, oh, yeah. feeling, yeah, yeah. emotion. That can just fuck right off into the bin. Horrible. It's horrible. horribly insipid. It's like sung in the worst kind of boy band-esque kind of Savage Garden oh, fucking okay, delivery. Good, good, the uh, lyrics, yeah. love, emotion, feeling, emotion. Honestly. Fucking words. Yeah. Actual words. Yeah. It's like a, a bad PowerPoint demonstration over some clouds. Yeah. Look, this is a, a Disney song dressed up as spirituality. In, you know, and it was used by fucking Disney, funnily enough. It was, oh, it was the end of one of their films. Yeah, it was, was on, it? I, 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 not, I not, don't remember the film. Yeah, but the it map. was. But, um, yeah, look, it's got an undisputable catchiness. Yes, it, okay, okay yeah. I mean, it samples fucking at the level, when the level breaks. That, exactly, this right? Led Zeppelin drumbeat break is a classic yeah. break, and it's huge. It's a difficult break to fuck up, right? Yeah, it's I a beast. give it a fucking go, though, didn't I? Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. This this song, you know, it's got you know, it, it, it's got a sensibility. It will go in the background. It's it's difficult to 
hate without being a curmudgeon. But for right. me, it's embarrassing music for embarrassing people. It's middle middle managers on fucking ayahuasca, you know? Okay, sure. No, that, that makes sense. Um, f- I think that this bit, this the the wailing, uh, the, 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 and it's, uh, it's a, a tribe, the Amis tribe, yep. native to Taiwan. This is the bit that really fucking irks me. I, mm-hmm. I think this is horrible, and it's and it's very contrived. You know, this is, oh, this, oh my God, I'm so cool, I'm putting this on I, song. I do, I, I agree with you, right? right? I do agree with you, but the counterpoint on that is it, he's heard this and gone, that's a fucking massive hook that people they'll love. Very and he much. was right. He was, oh God, uh, yeah, he made millions of pounds off this. Yeah. Um, but for me, if you took the, that bit off, I actually don't think that some of the other bits are as, as bad. I think there's, a, you know, almost like a rock set par pop ballad behind it. If you take uh, this, f- bit funnily off. enough, rock sets in my mind as right. well. But I yeah. think part of it's that because there's an accent. Yeah, yeah, it's a European accent. <laughs> yeah, um, and the other thing is, right, you, you say he heard it and he, he he released it and put it out and made a million pounds. Right, mm-hmm. he spotted this. He absolutely did. He didn't ask for any credit, yeah. though. He no. just fucking heard it and went, oh, I love this. Oh, no, he was led to believe it was in the public domain, yes. Christopher. Well, uh, yeah, Your that's Honor. What, yeah, exactly. Led to believe it. So uh, the, the people who did actually sing it, they came after him in 1998, and a settlement outside of court yeah. was reached. I mean, literally, I think what you can translate as, I didn't think these tribe people would know. Exactly, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, this song reached Taiwan, did it? Yeah. Exactly, and uh, hopefully, because after 1998, after the settlement, um, the uh, the artists themselves they were credited as part writers mm-hmm. of the song. So I hope that they made a fucking ton of money, and I'm willing to wager they don't live in a tribe in Taiwan anymore. They've got a lovely house in Ibiza somewhere. Well, you never know, man. Uh, hopefully, they're less money motivated and have done something nice for the community. You never know. But there's a similar story behind Sadness Part One, as we knew. Find that yeah. whenever he sampled the Gregorian chanting, yeah. he just took that and didn't ask for any credit, yeah. and then he had to settle out of court for that as well. And, and that's kind of part of the entire rancor of this. For all of its fucking, hey man, we're all one, we're all together, uh-huh. we're all doing this. At the heart of it. There's a fucking rich white bloke taking what the fuck he wants. That, oh, totally is. Right? Yeah. Yep. The whole thing smells inauthentic to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's got uh, someone called Angel X doing the main vocals, and then it's also got uh, Michael Cretu's wife Sandra. Sandra doing Sandra uh, Cretu. Sandra Cretu doing some of the the little bit of vocals, and we saw her a lot on the first album. She yeah. did a lot, but not as much on this one. Sandra uh, Cretu just sounds like a mighty Bush character name. Yeah, it does as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they divorced in 2007 anyway. So. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure. I hope she took half of everything. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> and then had to hand it back to the uh, the Amos. Brothers, uh, yeah. Or the Amos tribe. Yeah. Obviously, you remember this from the time. Of course. Do you remember? Well, because I remember, I remember being very annoyed by it and going, Oh, this is fucking dreadful. But then I pretty much blanked it out because obviously looking through the, uh, for, for this, it was in the charts forever and it was mm-hmm. on all the, the different TV things and the spots. But I don't remember much after first exposure to it. But I think that's probably more reflective of where we're at in our oh, lives. No, I, I suspect it, was it became much on purpose mu- and... Yeah, this is the thing. It's like, um, this is the part of the podcast where I'm kind of acutely aware that as we get into the chart stuff in the podcast yeah. now... I'm probably going to know less of it than I right, did. Right, yeah, now we're at 94. I'm like, well, head's just not there, you know, looking yeah. at other things. And yeah, it's much easier to avoid this stuff if you're not listening to those radio stations, if yeah. you're not doing 
those things. Yeah, and I saw that uh, there's a video for it uh, directed by Julian Temple, mm-hmm. and there was uh, Wikipedia or whatever said, oh, and the video was on rotation forever and ever and ever. I don't think I've ever seen it in my life. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just. One I think the, I have seen it. Yeah. I can, I've got a vague picture in my mind. It's, it's it. a, an old man and it, his life going backwards towards yeah. being born. That's yeah, it. That kind of makes. Return to innocence. Yeah, I mean, what the thing that irks me about this, yep. right, is this single, there's a lot of press available for it because it was a big release it was and the fucking fawning that the contemporary music press fucking gave over this and the credibility that they lent it how do grown adults listen I mean I've got this note I've got later on but Mm. as a music critic mm-hmm. how do you fucking listen to this and I suppose go this is anything other than the lowest common hanging fruit banal nonsense lowest common hanging fruit what's wrong with Wait, me you just mixed it about lowest eight com- well yeah well fuck it you, can, uh, you know what yeah. I mean I don't know man um, I, I suspect some of it was just because it was relatively new you know you say that though but look we're 1994 okay like summer of loves what 1988 yep okay i beat the chill out music and kind of stuff for people to be coming down from pills on yeah has existed you know even if it only started then for six years yeah right? there's plenty of this stuff around right and if you're a music journalist you should be aware of that true and this is just the most commercial i know edge it, of it, I, guess. I just i just feel like there was, uh, I don't know. You, I, don't know. I look at a lot of the journalism of that era and you're like, there was money behind this. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, the, the record company spent a ton of money on promo yeah. on this. Yeah. All right, well, look, first three songs. Yeah. Okay, first three songs. Let's say the first song doesn't count because it's just doesn't. an intro. Then two singles. And how are you feeling so far? I mean, I'm less offended by it than I was the first yeah. time around. Yeah, but that's there. a law of diminishing returns to yeah. a degree. I listened to this album quite a few times. Yeah. It was inoffensive in the background, sure. for the most part. Yep. And those two are both that, apart from some of the wailing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the That Return to Innocence does stand out. Um, it's, it sticks in your head more. Um, but yeah, track one, nothing. Track two, pretty much bland, nothing. Track three, all right. Again, I think there's something in there, but it's overshadowed by the bits that annoy you. Yeah. Okay, right, let's do the albums. Lovely. Okay, so the top 10 this week, and the date we're looking at is February 13th, Mm -hmm. uh, 1994. So halfway through February. Uh, Top 10 looks like this. Number 10 is Marillion with Brave, a new entry. Mm, I'm not sure I remember Brave. My prog friends will berate me. I'm sure. Marillion are so well loved, man. The people people that love them are like, this is the best fucking band in the world. Yeah, but no, I don't remember that at all. Number nine is Chicago with The Heart of Chicago. It's just the best of. Number eight is like another best of Diana Ross. Number seven, a best of Roberta Flack. Number six, Chakademus and Pliers with Tease Me. Uh, still in there and I am enjoying that uh, we're still getting people on Twitter just quoting the oh dear oh dear I'm glad that has become a thing number five is a new entry uh, Therapy Trouble Gum yeah and so it never got to number one we don't have to do it in full at all I remember it coming out and I've said this many times I remember being slightly disappointed because I didn't like the direction therapy were going I know it was a lot of people's almost first uh, entry to therapy Mm -hmm. and they love it but for me, it didn't hold the same level of of dirt and darkness that I wanted from therapy. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, yeah, I was aware of therapy from mm-hmm. Scream Age. I'd never really listened to that record. This album came out with a lot of fanfare. Yes, it did. I listened to it. 
I heard, you know, who the kind of the people, the bands that they liked were, the references, and it just it never caught me. I didn't give no. it a lot of listens. No. Uh, but it was, it was just one of those things where I know so many people that this is their band. They love them. You yeah, know? yeah. And and when I say to people, you know, like Stephen Hill, I was telling Stephen Hill, I, I, I don't really care for this band. Gaz Jones as well. Absolutely, yeah. They look at me like I'm fucking insane. Yeah. And, but, and I've gone back and I've listened again and I, I just... It falls just, two, between two bits for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not, not, not it, you know, it's not Helmet and it's not... Uh, I guess the manics at their best. Right, do you know sure. what I mean? It's I, I don't know. I just it doesn't land with me, man. No. I I wish it did. I'd always rather like something, but yeah, don't well, get it. Number five, anyway. So yeah, to be honest, I'm impressed that it got to number five because that's you know for yeah, yeah, for yeah. A, a little band from Northern Ireland, that's pretty good going. Well done, the boys. Uh, number four, great Gar- bunch of lads. A great bunch. Number four, Garth Brooks in pieces. Number three, Mariah Carey, Music Box. And number two, Tori Amos under the pink. So yeah. a, a good few that we've done already in there. I will say, Andy Cairns has always seemed like a fucking lovely bloke. Oh, well. definitely. And, I mean, he especially, I'm sure that the others do as well, really know their music. And I mm. mean, they're massive music fans. So it's not like they are going, oh, well, we'll just do this because it'll sell. They fucking love music. Yeah, so I've got no great antipathy towards them. I just... Mm-hmm. It's not for me. No. Okay, other albums. And what I've done here, because this is only a one-week album, but after this was number one, Mariah Carey went back to number one for Mm. four weeks. So what I've done is I've taken the first two weeks of that period, and then the next one we do, I've put two weeks on there. So I've got uh, uh, February 13th to March the 5th. So here's here's what I've got here. Pavement released Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain. Yeah. New entry at number 15. And I remember that being a very big deal in the music press. Uh, Pavement, I remember the first thing coming out, the Trigger Cut uh, single of their first album, but there was then this kind of wave, this sort of little swell of uh, support for them, and when Crooked Ring, Crooked Ring came out, it was a big deal. I bought it, day of release, I remember thinking that the big single, Cut Your Hair, was really good fun. Yeah. But I wasn't into the rest of this album. I went, saw, I went and saw them this year at Reading, uh, Reading okay, yeah. 94. Uh-huh. I think possibly in the video for it. I was, right, I, was in okay. the, I was in the signing line when they were, when they were filming that. But yeah, I mean, I, I kind of dabbled with Pavement here and yeah. there. Never been one of my big bands, but again, nothing against them. No, and I know that they have kind of come back uh, very recently and done a load of shows and people are swooning over it. Yeah. So great. Happy for you. It was certainly an archetype, wasn't it? it was yeah, like, oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, if you if you thought of a certain kind of American kind of college rock, you know, pre Weezer, yeah, yeah pave, pavement were your yeah, that's a touchstone. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Stabbing Westward released their debut, Ungod. Yeah, I never really got into Stabbing Westward. Yeah. They were one of those bands that had always remixed stuff by bands that I liked. That's true as well. There's you know, always like, stab, like yeah. oh, the Stabbing Westward remix. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay. Uh, you got Dark Throne with Transylvanian Hunger. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, man, I've fucking black metal is uh, is a bit of it's not a mystery to me because that suggests that I don't understand it. I just it's oh, not, well, not in, really for me. In that case, because you've also got Craig Le Filth with their debut, Principle of Evil Made Flesh, oh, enslaved with their debut, Viking Liger Veldi, potentially the fucking enslaved. Are like when enslaved are not really that kind of you know they're not really a black metal band yeah. and haven't been for quite a while. I, like from Ruin onwards, I think Enslaved are a fucking 
great band. Okay, uh, cool. Well, you know, I say great. You know, I'm not, I'm not an obsessive. Got some but, uh, great bits. But they've got some really great bits, great songs, some fucking good riffs and some right. good grind. And Emperor released in the Nightside Eclipse. Yeah. So this, this it's a three week, week period. For, what's, what's going on with black metal at the Fuck moment? Fuck knows, man. Then we've also got Bitty McLean with Just to Let You Know. Yeah. Well, I mean, not black metal. No. MC Hammer with the Funky Headhunter. Yeah. Never heard of it. In I don't life. think I've heard of that. 1994. I mean, should we listen Hammer. to it? No. Okay. Uh, KMFDM. With Naive and Hell to Go. Another band that oh. did all the remixes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Deep Forest released their self-titled album, Deep Forest, which got to number 17, because Enigma existed. That's why yeah. Deep Forest was a thing. Deep Forest Kelly. Uh, Beck released Stereopathetic Soul Manure, which is one of the ones he did, uh, because we're, we're going to see very soon yeah. Mellow Gold. Mm-hmm. And so this was one of the ones on the another label. That he was just he was putting stuff out all the time. So this is the first one that I saw came up for him. No, I've not, I've not ever heard that. Do you know, I, no. don't, I don't think I was aware it existed. No, me neither. Bark Psychosis re- uh, released Hex, uh, and I remember them being talked about in a kind of a bit sort of proggy indie way. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember the name in music. Yeah, papers, exactly. but I don't remember. Uh, Sultans of Ping released Teenage Drug, which was their. I'm guessing their second album because '94 yeah. would be their second one, and I don't think it did very well. Oh, I, I can't, can't imagine. No. Um, Celine Dion released The Colour of My Love, and I'm mentioning this because it went in at number 10, mm-hmm. and we're going to have to do it uh, because it got to number one, but it didn't get to number one until 1995. Oh, so well, it's in the next season. a technical exclusion then. It's mental. It's like, okay, it, this is released February of 94, but doesn't get to number one until 95. Out of interest, just as an outside, do we know what The Colour of Her Love was? Pink. Pink. I think uh, Tori Amos right, okay. uh, right, good. was on that one. Uh, but the last one I've got, and I put it on because I'm a massive fan, is Lowe's first album, I Could Live in Hope. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't realise they were putting out records that, 90, that, 90, that February 94, yeah. And I didn't know Lowe when this was released. Mm-hmm. I saw them for the first time whenever I visited New York in the summer of 1994. Mm-hmm. And I saw them play a gig there. And they just absolutely blew me away instantly. Just huge convert. Uh, I didn't have access to getting their album when I was out there. I found it in HMV probably later 94, maybe even early 95. But I was telling everyone, whenever I came back yeah. from my holiday, I was telling all my friends, oh, this band called Low were amazing. And I Could Live in Hope is their debut. And it stands alone a little bit in the terms of sound because it's so underproduced, yeah. even for Low, right? Even for a band who are the quietest thing you ever heard. This album doesn't have anything else except for those three members doing their thing. And it's beautiful and it's glorious. Uh, it's not my favourite of theirs, but I think as a kind of a calling card of where you're going to go and an introduction to your band, I think it is just brilliant. Check them out, people. Absolutely brilliant. Go yeah. check them out. But yeah, that's all I've got albums this week. Uh, so let's get back into Enigma, I guess. Oh, sorry, mate. I've just had a phone call. Oh, is the alarm going off? Yeah, somewhere? yeah. I've uh, got a, my, oh, it's a childcare <laughs> issue. Oh, oh, classic. So track four is called I Love You, I'll Kill You. Mm-hmm. And okay. this is the longest song on the album at nearly nine minutes. Okay, look, I'm just going to fucking put my cards on the table immediately, uh-huh. right? Yep. Everything about this is embarrassing. Oh, right. Everything about this. <laughs> the <laughs> okay. fucking title, the lyrics. The title's awful. I love you. I'll, I'll kill, kill you. you. I, it's like uh, someone taking the piss. Mate, honestly, it's, it, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's fucking perfume ad bad. Right. You know, like. Oh, yes. I love you. I'll kill you. The, the lyrics, I see love. I see passion. I feel danger. 
I feel obsession yeah. by my perfume. Do you know what I mean? It's God, it is. It's about as edgy as Fifty Shades of Fucking Grey, man. This is fucking music for librarians and cardigans to masturbate to. It's horrible. Right, right. And the sexy guitar in it, man. Jesus Christ. Oh, but there's the, the guitar solo that just weaves in and out is awful. Uh, the, the first one that comes in is terrible. I mean, we're about to get a, a Black Sabbath sample coming in here. That, yeah. That is from The Wizard. That's a Black mm-hmm. Sabbath, The Wizard, which is an amazing song. But again, Michael Cretu has got the, the Midas touch of taking a really good song sampled and making it fucking It's dreadful. like the opposite of hip-hop, isn't it? It's like, right, yeah. it, it, it's, it's like oh, let's get the best bit of the song, loop it so we can hear it, and we'll base the song around this. It's like, well, let's get an innocuous bit yeah. that has really nothing to do with the foundation right, song. Make it shit. Yeah. Here we are, we've got this fucking prick fucking talking again. Yeah, yeah like, uh, I yeah. feel obsession. <sighs> it's, it, it's awful, man. You know, you've got this kind of like breathy kind of breakbeat-y like not even break me we've got this fucking horrible like fucking wood block in the yeah, background yeah. as well it's doing nothing it's tr- it, it's very much mistaking doing nothing for being smoky and jazzy and right cool. okay sure and this guitar man the here this to me I've just got such a vivid picture in my head uh-huh, of this right uh-huh. this guy playing the whoever is doing the guitar here right right it's just like you're at a school concert right yeah you're, you're at a school concert you're you know every, the kids have been doing their thing there's a song going on and then all of a sudden there's one teacher he's probably a cdt teacher uh-huh. he's like no, normally dressed pretty down right right but everyone knows he likes playing the guitar has right? he got a ponytail yeah he's got a ponytail yeah he comes out through the glittery curtain he's got a pair of leather trousers on that he shouldn't have oh, on sure. yep. and then he plays this amazing right and he's got a look on his face and at the end of it everyone goes oh that's so good sir that's so good sir and it's like in that moment brilliant it's a lovely moment okay. for this individual yeah but it should not be <laughs> on a fucking record in 1994 right it's terrible and it's yeah it's such kind of fake profundity going through the whole oh my thing God, it's so and the straight face of the whole thing the, the lyrics and the guitar it, the whole sound of it is is someone really taking themselves too seriously and and making us have to take him or try and take him seriously as well yeah this is you know it's just like empowered by money and self-importance right yeah That, yeah. That's a Robert Plant sample there. Take, Take it, it back. back. Yeah, yeah I, I, from I the know. Battle of Evermore. Yeah, yeah. It's another great song. Oh, oh, yeah. We've, we've made it worse. And then this does the thing that that other song did. It, it kind of finishes in the middle and then starts again, right? right? Because again, this is a nine-minute song. Mm-hmm. Nine minutes. Yeah. This goes on forever. Yeah. Look, man. This is. We're not even halfway through. You get after you get the break. Yeah. And right, just fucking move it forward. All right. Let's, let's okay. Right. Let's skip. So, yeah. We get fucking two minutes of this awful sub fucking Ingve Malmsteen fucking guitar screeching, right? And that and that's insulting Ingve Malmsteen, <laughs> um, right? Yeah. Look into the mirror of your soul. God. Yeah. Look into the mirror of your soul. Love Just and look hate in a wrong. fucking mirror, cunt. Mate. Stop this. Yeah. And tie your hair back. How an adult listens to this and takes it seriously is utterly utterly beyond me but I bet I can really picture some people especially when that drum beat comes in oh yeah just going oh 
Oh yeah, that's the one. Just, just, Feeling just, it. just some fucking bloke in the middle of his fucking like chicken parfait at a fucking <laughs> dinner party. He's been just talking about the provenance of the ingredients, and he just stops and goes, "Hang on." Oh yeah. Oh. It's like you know, you know like the listen for the drop. You know, like the uh, the smug episodes of uh, of South Park. Oh right, yeah. It's, it's just yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's just this awful. fucking collective bullshit. I, it makes me angry at the culture. Right. Well, it it should do. And at this point, we still have three minutes left. Yeah. It just does so look, more of this. It's this fucking guitar. Right. And then it kind of goes into like a, a minute of worth of percussion at the end as it kind of gradually melds into the next right, track. I'll just skip a layer. And yeah, we just had another Led Zeppelin drum beat from mm-hmm. The Crunge. Yeah. Great drum beat. Brilliant, you know. Classic De La Soul for the Magic Number. Beat on there. Wonderful. On here, just just horrible. Right. right so, so we finally got to the end of I Love You, I'll Kill You Anyway. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I, 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 I found myself, actually. The, the funny thing is, when I was writing my notes for this yeah. earlier, right? I've, I've listened to this record a few times, but this is, this is one where you really have to sit down and write your notes and listen to it. Right. Normally, when I sit down to write my notes, I've got things that I've thought, and I'll listen to it back, and that'll go, oh, that was that thought I had, and, yeah. I, and it will come back to me. Whereas this, there was less of that. Okay? Oh, I see, right. right. But what I did find is during the second half of that song yeah. and Silent Warrior, instead of it taking the 15 minutes that the two songs should have taken to listen to, yeah. it took me about 35, 40 minutes, <laughs> because I kept... Somewhere in the middle of the second song, starting to do something else, getting sidetracked, and just forgetting yeah. that I was doing it. Sure. I mean, you know, I've got ADHD. I'm used to that. Right. But, but then I'd be like, oh, no, I've... I, uh, so oh, I is this amplified it? going back, yeah. Anyway, right. so that's that one. All right, well, you said Awful. Silent Warrior is the next one, track number five. Yeah, let, let, let's just make sure we do know we're on record as how bad that song is. Oh, so. awful. Yeah. Awful, yeah. So here's Silent Warrior. Let's be honest, this doesn't do anything for a minute and 30 seconds. Yes. Just this. Yes, uh, this is a six-minute song. Right, thank you, Michael Cretu. Uh, it's a four-and-a-half-minute song with this at the start. Well, indeed. Um, but it's worth noting, I think, that whenever Michael Cretu does some of the uh, lyrics himself mm-hmm. on this album, he credits himself as Curly MC. Oh, I've, I, I, I got MC Curly here. What, that's one of the worst MC names I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, awful. Dreadful. So here we are, starting a bit kind of housey. Yeah, we've got the the thing, and it's going to get. I would say in a second. Well, in a second, how? In a sec. Uh, we're, we're not at fifty seconds. Oh, we've got another twenty-five seconds to go. So, I mean, the other thing that I thought of this uh, was the uh, Phil Collins in the air tonight drum beat. Fucking, I've got Phil Collins reference in here as well. Oh, but yeah, the drums. Yeah. I think because I've got Phil Collins. Yeah. On the vocals as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, very much. This has got... I think this whole album's got a touch of Collins about it. Yeah, well, he's sampling Genesis. Yeah. And he's sampling the really tinny drum bits of Genesis for some reason. So, look, it gets a bit Phil Collins here, right? Right. Vocally, and also in that kind of issues-based rock. Oh, yeah, White yeah. man comes and he's done these things, right? Yes. And obviously, it's a reasonable sentiment. Talking about colonialism yeah. and people coming away and wiping away culture. And, that's a... But... This is a very on-the-nose take on it, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, silent warrior for a start. But yeah, does this also remind you a little bit of um, Cry Little Sister from The Lost yes, Boys? Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't written that down, but now no, you've said it. Does, it yeah. I'm sure. But yeah, th- this this is uh, this is Collins. Like, yes. 
You're telling you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, and you got that kind of like that little slave drum. And then yeah. here this comes, right? Yeah. I I don't know if I hate this. I Oh really? I but reason it, tells melodrum, me melodrum reason tells me I should. Right. But th here's the thing, right? This whole song to me. Yep. It it feels like I, I, I don't know if you catch my reference here, but if you've ever been to one of these like kind of like outdoor shows yeah right where you, you go and you kind of sit in an amphitheater it's like a natural amphitheater uh -huh. and there's a big show going on with sound and lights and there's fireworks at the end yeah that's what this is is right, it? sure no, yeah absolutely yes and it could be over footage mm. of uh, of, of natural disasters and yeah. you know, the lesson or a learned. war going on again. Yeah. yeah no I, I get that and look, it's, it's, it's fucking naff right yes Let, there's no yes it's, it's naff as fuck right but I tell you what uh-huh. It has got some of the overwroughtness that I warm to in big silly power ballads. Okay, right. Yeah. It's got yep. some of those characteristics. And I on multiple listens of this, I can't work out which side of the line of self-importance and pomp and ridiculousness it sits on. Right. It, I mean, I think we both know it's on the wrong side, well, but that sometimes is the right side. Exactly, yeah. right? You know, if you're John Bonham, it's yeah. the right side. Yeah. Not John Bonham, sorry. If you're um, fucking... John Farnham. John Farnham, yeah. yeah. If you're John Farnham, it's the right side. And I don't think this maybe goes quite far enough, but okay. also goes too far in other directions. But it's the first hint of something on an Enigma album that I've gone, I don't know oh. if I... I don't know if I'm completely opposed to this. Right. There is there is a definite catchy tune to the, his vocals on this. Mm -hmm. and I've written, uh, I prefer this to the really sappy panpipe stuff that we know he's capable yep. of. It's stupid and clanging and on the nose, but it could be a lot worse. I, I think we're in the same place. Yeah, yeah. this isn't awful. Yeah. It's not good. Well, it also... It could be a lot worse. You know, it... It, it, it shows the seed of something. Okay. And like that. that you know. no, exactly. This vocal line yeah. is decent. And there is, there's a ridiculous, impassioned behind, uh, thing yeah. behind it, which, yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. He's on stage, he's, he's waving oh, a flag. Mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's probably some bagpipes going to come yeah. in in a minute. There's some imagery of the Berlin Wall falling behind. Oh, absolutely, yeah. you have, yeah. You know, yeah. I could do without all of the kind of like the sounds of the uh, sounds of the jungle. Yeah, and also the. The, the lyrics are so fucking cringy. You know, the, there's no God who ever tried to change the world in this way because it's about the white man coming in and taking yeah. land and oh, the stealing. the lyrics it, are know. fucking um, appalling. But it's like, for the ones who abuse God's name, there'll be no chance to escape on Judgment Day. White man comes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mate, really over the top. Anyway. But no, th this is... This is all right. There's bits of this that are okay. I know. Yeah. Which is... Hurt, kind of hurts, doesn't it? It really does. It does hurt a little bit. Right. However... Right, I said this could be a lot worse, and I'll tell you what's worse. Oh yeah, track number six. I mean, let's just take a minute. Uh huh. If you haven't looked ahead, if you haven't done a reading ahead, brace yourselves. Yeah. If you don't know what this next track is called, then we make a lot of bad jokes in this podcast, and this isn't one of them. No. The next track is called "The Dream of the Dolphin." Dream of the fucking dolphin, Crystal. Dream of the dolphin. And here comes Flipper. This is an actual song name or an actual album. Oh, look, he's got his, he's got his little head out. Thankfully, this one isn't uh, nine minutes long. No, no, that's true. He wouldn't have been at a 
breathe for that long water. Yep. No, this is only two minutes 47. Oh, there he is. Oh, 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 the sound oh, of the dolphin. Sake, mate. Oh, hang on. Yep, he has learned to play the piano. What a clever cunt. Well done. Well done. Look. And the only lyrics in this, because uh, it's mostly instrumental, is it in every colour there's the light. In every stone sleeps a crystal. Remember the shaman when he used to say, man is the dream of the dolphin. Remember the shaman when Fuck. he used to say, naughty, naughty, naughty. very <laughs> naughty. <laughs> I mean, oh this is definitely God. a joke, right? It has Isn't to it? be. What? Why would you ever do this? What is wrong with you? What If you're Michael Critton, you went, Oh, actually, I've read this thing, yeah. Remember, man is just the dream of the oh, dolphin. Oh, that is profound. It is. It's one of those things that your dickhead stoner mates will try and go, no, man, this is, just think of it this way. Yeah. You know, like, we're just, uh, imagine, you know, like, we're just the germs in somebody else's universe. Yeah. We're, we're just on someone's fingertip, man. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, just go in the kitchen and stay there. Yeah, just fuck off, man. Like, I mean, I'm glad you're enjoying your psychedelic drugs. Yeah. I've, I've chosen not to take any today, so if you could just keep that to yourself. Please. The thing about drugs is they're only any good if you're taking them. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and I do. I hope this the whole thing is like a mistranslation or something because surely nobody would write this on poor boys. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm about to flip out. <laughs> hey! uh, that one was a bit on the bottlenose, wasn't it? Hey! <laughs> I'm going to school you on something. Hope you've finished school. No, no. no. Yeah, sure. School of dolphins. Right. School the, the, of Dolphins. This is what this does. This is two and a half minutes of this fucking bullshit nonsense. Take this off. Take this straight off the record. I mean... Awful. This is not a song that a human should have made. This is, I mean, this is a fucking demo. What is this? This is... A, it's, a, it's a dream of a dolphin, mate. This, this is on a number one album. I know. In the same year... On a year after In Utero. Yeah. Indeed. The week after Tori Amos. And, you know, she had some impenetrable lyrics, but she didn't write a song about the dream of a dolphin. Oh, my fucking tits. Right. Right, let's do the singles. Yeah, yeah, right. We're two-thirds two of the way through. Let's uh, see what the singles are the saying The dream of us. the dolphin? No, don't. Are you fucking mad? Christ's sake. Christ's sake. Do you reckon he ever performed that one live? Yeah, and at SeaWorld. Did the crowd go, what, this one? Yeah! Shamu, Shamu. <laughs> uh, he all could be ashamed of himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's the one. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, fuck my life. Oh, dear. Oh, right. dear. <laughs> all right, let's do these singles. Uh, top 10 uh, of this week. Number 10 is Reel to Reel, featuring the mad stuntman with I Like to Move It, Move It. Yeah. And we had uh, someone uh, contacted us on email uh, to say one of the reasons that it was so notorious and it was such a big hit was because like, some you know, housewife had noticed that he says something like Pussyhole or Blood Clark or something on the B-side version of it and was hugely offended, wrote to, who knows, points of view. Daily Mail or something like this. And uh, so there was a notoriety yeah. about it. And this is why it became yeah. so popular. It was it was Adam Walsack that wrote it. Oh, Adam, uh, thank you very much. Yeah, mate. thank you, Adam, for coming in. The line was, uh, girl, your pussy is so fine, sit your ass on my face. He says he paraphrases, actually. Oh, right, okay. But yeah, I mean, well, again, again, I love a bit of parental outrage that makes something go massive. Oh, exactly. It's like the Out Here Brothers remix when everyone's like, oh, oh my God. Can you, can you, can you, can you, can you, they say that. Do you remember the O-Caroline the, the, uh, o Rasp Bumper Club Oh, absolutely. Mix? Absolutely. It's on the yeah. B-side. 
Nine out of the 12 inch. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, number nine is a new entry for Two Unlimited with Let the Beat Control Your Body. And we're going to have to deal with Two Unlimited later this season as well. Oh, for fuck's sake, Enigma and Two Unlimited. They're both their second this is, albums, I'll tell you what yeah. this is like, man. This is like a Batman sequel where he gets more than one of the baddies <laughs> at once. Yeah, right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It's They've like, what? Come back in he, force. he couldn't deal with the Joker on his own or Catwoman, but now it's the Joker and Catwoman. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're going to have to live with that at some point later, but that's, that's down the line. Uh, number eight is Brian Adams, Sting and Rod Stewart. They're still there. Number seven is a new entry, and I'm going to play it even though I've, I've done this before. I've played it and gone, you won't know the song, you might remember the artist, and you, it's tough to get the artist on this. Because it sounds like all of these things. Yeah, and the thing is, this is a problem. I, at the time, I might have been able to tell you what this was, but I'm, I feel like I've categorised all of this stuff into one been called oh. not, not for me thanks yeah and this does sound like their other ones like this particular keyboard sound sounds mm-hmm. like their other ones it's Capella yeah with Move On Baby a song I do not remember mm-hmm. one bit no. uh, but it does sound like Capella mm-hmm. yeah anyway so that's uh, that's that's kind of the only other new entry if I'm honest uh, the rest is uh, number 6 Aretha Franklin's Deeper Love number 5 Celine Dion The Power of Love Four, Enigma's Return to Innocence in the charts as we speak. Mm-hmm. Number three, Tony Braxton, Breathe Again. Number two, D. Ream, Things Can Only Get Better. And number one is Mariah Carey, Without You. Yeah. So that's why she's obviously going to go back to number one forever after we, we, we finish this week. Uh, so other stuff that was out this week, because there's, there's a few of these actually, not bad stuff. I really like this song. Um, we've talked about them as a great, greatest hits band. And I think, was it... Um, was it Andrew Bird who gave us a little soundbite for our best album yeah, of 93? Yeah. This was his favourite album of 93. Mm-hmm. Uh, this got to number 12. Yeah. Alright, it's called Locked Out. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I couldn't remember what the name of the song was. Obviously, it's uh, um, fucking uh, y- your man Finn and yep. his band Crowded House. Crowded Thank House, you. there you go. So it's yes. just one of those things where I knew, I knew it, I just couldn't find the... Yep, that, that's Crowded House with Locked Out. And I think that's a really good little single. Like I say, I think they've got fantastic singles, mm-hmm. really do. Uh, I'll put this next one on, and I, I'm pretty much going to guarantee you don't know it, but I'll put it on because this is ridiculous. Uh, only got to number 27. And this is a band that we have done an album of before. Mm. Me. Oh, this is ringing a bell? Oh, no. Um, we've done an album by them. We've done an album from this this band, this act. Mm, hang on. Is it Nukes on the Block? Yes, it is. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah, it's, it's, well, as they were going by NKOTB at this point, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'll never tell you what this is, but it, uh, yeah. Right. I can see that it's Nukes on the Block. I was, wow. like, I, I was like, okay, what bad swing groups have we done? Oh, oh, oh yeah. right, okay. It's called Dirty Dog. Dirty D- Dog? I fucking remember this song. Do you? Dog, Dirty Dog, Dog, Dirty oh, right. Dog. That's how it goes, isn't it? I fucking remember this. I... Not even slightly got this in my memory at all. Yeah, that is how the chorus goes, all right? right. Let's find out. Let's skip to the chorus. (laughs) (laughs) Told you. (laughs) Motherfucker, I knew it. My God. Mate, fair play. I mean... Wow. (laughs) I mean, look, man. (laughs) This doesn't sound that bad. (laughs) Yeah, that's because we're listening to Enigma. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. 
Only got to number twenty-seven, so they're on the way out. NKOTV. Well, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're trying to they're trying to hit it with like a nineteen ninety sound, aren't oh, they? Oh, very much. Yeah, they're trying to to keep up, but by this point. No one's going, oh, I hope New Kids on the Block are still keeping yeah. up with the trends. But if they put a show on tomorrow in an arena, it would sell out. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Instantly, yeah. Uh, St. Etienne released Pale Movie, got to number 28. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a great song, if you ask me. Uh, this one got to number 31. And I'm putting this on because I know, similarly, right, we have friends who love this band. Never understood. And we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just didn't fucking catch. But there are people with tattoos. Wild, wild hearts. Yeah, yeah, the wild hearts. It's caffeine bomb. Yeah, this is I, one of the big ones for them. For me, it, it, it sits in that kind of like punky rock that is neither fish nor flesh for me. Yeah. It's it, it's a specific sound, and people that are into it fucking love it. Yeah. Um, people call him like the, one of England's greatest songwriters, Ginger Wildheart. Yeah. This sounds like every other band that did this thing yeah I mean uh, whatever I don't know uh, yeah exactly I I don't want to diss it because just because I don't get it doesn't mean it's bad but I don't get it yeah I I, I never I never get but you know I'm going to Reading in 1994 and probably the t-shirt I saw most there was a Wild Hearts t-shirt huge people were fucking all over it Darren our friend Darren who we'll get to in the uh, Twitter comments yeah Looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> fucking loved them. Yeah. Loved them. I never got it, man. No, I, totally. Whatever. Anyway, uh, Sinead O'Connor released You Made Me the Thief of Your Heart, which only got to number 42. Okay. Uh, Sultans of Ping released Wake Up and Scratch Me, which only got to number 50. So this is off that album that we talked about. Yeah. Number 50 for them. That's that, that's the slide out of consciousness. Well, for- of Sultans of Ping. I mean, I would imagine it'd be fucking chuffed with 50 these days. Oh, these days, of course they would. But yeah, they they were doing top 20s. And yeah. then suddenly they're not. David Lee Roth released She's My Machine. She's My Machine. Yeah, only got the number 64. I mean, geez, I mean th- th- there is, we could do an, in, I tell you, we could do a whole podcast if we were a different type of podcast yeah. about the solo albums that these kind of late 80s fading rockers put okay. out in around this era of the 90s. Because uh-huh. there was some shocking stuff that came out around it. You know, we, mm. we're getting into the era after fucking Bruce left Maiden and they started doing the stuff with Blaze Bailey. Sure. Like Bruce Dickinson's solo albums, like D- Dave Lee Roth's solo albums, yeah. fucking Generation Swine by Motley Crue. Well, all of, this, all of the Guns N' Roses ones. Various I mean, solos. There, there, yeah, I mean, there wasn't that much of those, though. Was there not at that time? Not really. I mean, you had fucking Juju Hounds. Uh, yeah, but that was quite, that was earlier. Oh, was Ju- Juju Hounds was kind of as uh, that was as he left, and so oh, that was, was like it? about two years previously. Yeah. So I guess you had like the SVO Snake Pit slash his very own Snake oh, Pit okay. record, and Duff McKagan had a record and stuff. Exactly. But, yeah. but it was you know like these kind of th- these people that had been enormous stars in the world just putting out these records did Joe Elliott do one I mean I would imagine so I mean well fucking Def Leppard did a couple such ill-advised releases those were Uh, okay yeah David Lee Roth there Um, Whiteout released the No Time EP got to number 79 and the only reason I put that in is because I remember them being talked about they were released on Creation Records Mm. and they were talked about as oh Creation's back with a brand new band and they're fantastic everyone's going to love Whiteout and the only two songs I can remember by them are dull as hell, mm. really fucking dull. But Creation was like putting this big thing behind them, and then almost immediately, about two months after, Creation released Oasis and Whiteout, 
were never talked about again. They were well, they, erased from history. Hey, there you go. Tiffexed out. There you right, go. Right. I'd say, funnily enough, our, our mate Cliff put up a, a thing on social media earlier about some, about bad. He, he saw a couple of really bad named uh, covers bands. Oh yeah, uh, a lump, lump. Oh, lump basket. Lump basket. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and something else, and I it just kind of my wife working that way. And I went, ah, oh, do you know what I want to do? I want to release a uh, like an album of uh, like really kind of methed out grindcore covers of Oasis songs, uh-huh. and I want to call it definitely Rabies. Oh, lovely. Okay, <laughs> right, nice. I like it. <laughs> um, I still, I'm, I'm gutted. I made a joke on our Twitter account about uh, the Chakademus Impliers once, where uh, we were going to have a tribute act called the Chakademus Impliers. Brilliant, and I think that's fantastic. And I fucking like no one liked it. Yeah. Mm. Twitter, goddammit. Anyway, so Whiteout, fucking what? Just yeah. also runs, but their career was almost immediately over. I bet they're bitter. Oh sure, uh, this one I really like this, and this got played in loads of kind of indie clubs. But as a single, it didn't get like high in the charts or anything. I like that. No, this is this is fun. This is corduroy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is London, England, and I remember this getting played uh, in loads of clubs. Oh, have I just fucking admit it's like an acid jazz record. Uh-oh. On the record. Uh oh. Delete that, please. <laughs> <laughs> is it, but this is this is nice. It's good fun. Yeah. Um, uh, don't, don't, don't like those church bells, though. It, it's London, London, England. It's that thing. Did it ding, ding, ding. Oh no, that's that's horrible. Rimpy, di- rimpy, dimpy, <laughs> doing the lamb folk. Hey, rimpy, dimpy. I think that's one of the uh, Oompa Loompas. Yeah. Uh, we've got Suede really stay together, which got to number three. Um, but obviously we've. Oh no, that wasn't on the first album. Was so it? this is on. Uh, the, this that's, is... that's on Dogman Star. Do we have to do that? No, didn't get to number one. Oh, I'm surprised I didn't get, get to number, number one. one. Uh, this one though, this got to number twenty. Come on. Spoon yeah, Man by Soundgarden. Absolutely. First single off that Super Unknown album. Oh, what a fucking record. Yeah. Terrific, terrific. Uh, so, the, yeah, it got to number 20, and the album never got to number one, so we don't have to do the whole thing. Uh, mm. But who knows? Uh, another one released in this time that I fucking loved. This only got to number 80 in the charts. Is this uh, Afghan Wigs? Yes, it is Afghan Wigs. This is Debonair. Sounds, sounds an awful lot like Michael Jackson, doesn't it? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's, it's, and then this comes in. Yeah, oh, this, is, this is wonderful, this song. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, man, that riff's fucking great. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just... It, and you know there's going to be some horrible lyrics mm-hmm. coming in in a minute. Yeah. Really nicely put together. But yeah, fucking number 80 in the charts. Uh, Whatever. Well, fucking people. Whatever. Like, you know, let's, let's look at what's number one this week. Quite. Quite. Uh, right, now this single, this only got to number 51. Oh, Sepultura. It's uh, um, Refuse Resist. Refuse Resist. Sepultura. What a fucking tune. Yeah, I mean, obviously the album had been out the previous year, but this was released as a single at this point. We've seen him on the web. Fuck it up. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> what a band. Yeah. This, I, I swear to God, man, it's the, the, the greatest travesty of heavy metal of the last 20 years is the fact that these motherfuckers couldn't get their shit together. I know, man. They were, they were on the cusp of being just a fucking headliner. Oh, sure. And oh, they would have been dominating. Yeah. I, I think if they if they could have just made it to one more album, that, 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 that'd have cemented it. Yeah. But, oh, well. Never mind. 
Yeah. Brilliant. Chaos AD! Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, okay, so that one got to number 51. And then the last one I got, and we've mentioned it in the albums, or we've mentioned him in the albums, but this is off the other album. Okay. Ding. So, yeah, as a single, yeah. this came out, and this was number 15 yeah, as a single. Loser by Beck. Right? Loser yeah. by Beck, exactly. Um, yeah, so, yeah, what a track this is. It, yeah, this really fucking floored me whenever I first heard it. I was like, this is one of the coolest things I ever This thing, I like, I st- this still gets me every time, man. Yeah. I, I still, I mean, I still, I still, I still dance this in a club when well, was yeah, I in a club. But, but, yeah, exactly. Were it to happen. I still dance this if I'm in the kitchen eating a club. There you are. Yeah, great song, great song. Um, I do remember whenever I bought Mellow Gold, which wasn't till about a year after this, I was slightly disappointed with the album as a whole because it didn't have just this, you know, mm. variations on this. It was a load of different bits. Yeah, some really good points, but overall, I was like, oh, okay, this is fine. I think I think Mellow Gold. I think that's faint praise a little bit for very Mellow possibly. Gold. I think I think Odelay is the 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 superior record sure. for those things. I mean, my favorite, my my favorite uh, of that era of Beck is Midnight Vultures. Oh, okay, I fucking sure. love Midnight yeah. Vultures, but you're a big Prince fan. Yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. But you know, Beck, you know, I I I love Beck when he does his kind of bombastic kind of pop thing. Uh-huh. I like him better I would say stripped down an acoustic oh uh, my favourite album of his and one of my favourite albums of all time is Sea Change yeah see yeah. I, I stunning s- similar but mutations fine yeah. yeah absolutely incredible yeah heartbreaking and wonderful but then he's also got that flip side where he do- does you know a bit of hip hop with a twangy guitar yeah Good man, good man. All right, there's look at your singles. Uh, not as much death metal in the singles as, as there was in the albums, anyway. Well, uh, black metal, black metal. Beg your pardon. Don't uh, uh, write to me, please. Uh, no, please do. I'm Christa. Uh, his home address. <laughs> is... <laughs> All right. Well, look, we've got three more songs on this Enigma album that we need to well, do. I mean, it's debatable, isn't it? Yeah, true. So the next one is called "The Age of Loneliness," Carly's song. Okay. Right, and this was the third single uh, in August of '94, uh, and it got to number twenty-one. Look, my my comment on this one, yep. right, is haven't we had this one? Isn't this uh, just right, the yeah. first fucking song again? It's with more wailing. Re- yeah. Oh, it does. We have, we do have a reappearance of the sample from the intro. Yeah. Yes, it does come back. It's like, all oh, right, we're doing this again, again. Yeah, it's you know, it's <laughs> yeah. it's deep new age housey bollocks, isn't it? Really, yes. Yeah. It was originally written for the erotic thriller Sliver. Well, there you go. And that's yep. how, if you've ever seen the film Sliver, yep. these two things definitely exist in the same such sense, in the it? same cinematic universe, yep. don't they? Exactly. You know, it, 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 this is what Michael Cretu would watch. Uh, it's like polished and sleek with no soul at all. Yeah, this to me answers the question, what would Massive Attack sound like if they'd all had serious strokes? Right. Brilliant. Yep, there you go. It's, it's, it, I, I struggle to think of anything interesting or funny to say about this because Look, yeah, because it's, it's utterly anonymous. Bollocks. There's there's some more sultry whispered vocals yeah. in it. We have got this wailing going on. There's some more pan pipes come in in a little bit. Yeah. Look, it's fucking library. This is library music. In this is sipping. this is fr- this is the kind of music you want to put out a fucking YouTube video. Right, you need some free, like copyright-free music. Oh right, yes. This is what yep. you use. Right? Oh it, yeah. Absolutely. This should not be number one. No. This is. This, this is a fucking single. There's fucking monks again in a minute as well. Uh, yeah, indeed. He didn't learn his lesson from getting sued before. Yeah, and here's that do 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 do. So that, that bit that that kind of uh, little keyboard bit that almost sounds a little bit like "Don't Make Me Wait" by uh, 
uh, Bomb the Bass. Oh, do, okay. Do, 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 which is fucking prevalent in the first record right. as well. Yeah, I remember we talked about that in the first one, yeah. This sounds very much like a man that's run out of ideas. As did all of the first record. Yeah, or the record company went, you know that one idea you've got? Do that again. Yeah, because this was the first single, wasn't it? No, this is the third single. Oh, the, thir- oh, the third, third single. single. But I, it was still a single. Yeah, this is dog shit. It's awful. This is one of the worst things on a bad, al- on a bad album. I'm amazed they released yeah. this as a single. Uh, a bit, and it's five minutes long before L- it stops. Okay, well, let's, let's stop talking track. about it. Okay. Right. Uh, so, track eight, which is called Out From The Deep. Right. Sorry, I just cut you off there. No, that's rude. Right. All good. Or- Didn't mean to. Out From The Deep. And... This one apparently was going... This was released as a fourth single, but it didn't chart in the UK. Okay. But so there's a video for it. Breathy and blippy here. Yes. And then there's a moment where you go, oh, hang on a minute. Is he doing the Beatles? Exactly. That's Dear Prudence. Yeah. And I looked up... Oh, you know, I looked on who sampled. Not credited as mm. a sample or as an interpolation. Mm. Not credited at all for Dear Prudence. But that's Dear Prudence. Mm. Yeah. That's criminal. Also, I tell you what, this sounds like a little bit to me. Okay. And I'll get nailed by people that are bigger fans, and I am a fan myself. But this has got a bit of a Jesus Jones feel to it. Oh, interesting. I can hear, I can hear that because yeah, if, if they're they're more kind of laid back ones. Yeah. Right. Now, God, I mean, the vocal reminds me at times of Freddie Mercury in Innuendo. Mm-hmm. That 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 sort of uh, big yeah. powerful thing. That sounds like Jesus Jones. Right, yeah, okay. And then, yeah, it's like breathy bit over here. Okay. Cards on the table. Yep. I don't mind this. I really like this. Yeah. I think this is very I, good. Yeah. I do. I this, Everything about this is in the right place. Yep. And it does it really it's well. It's a song. Look, I don't love it, but yep. in a sea of excrement, a puke-coloured dinghy is your friend, right? Yeah, right. Covered, yep. should I say. It's got a bit of the Chemical Brothers about it in place as well. Like some of the, like when you hear the, the fucking the break come through it. Big, there's a big break in it. Um, mm-hmm. it it's the Ashley's Roach Trip drum beat, mm-hmm. um, which is, you'd know from like Eric B and Rakeem's Paid in Full, PM yeah. Dawn, etc. It works really well on this. Yeah, I uh, think it does as well. I, 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 yeah. And this to me, really, this makes me think of seeing them live and this being the final song and yeah. the fireworks going off and that sort of stuff. Everyone arms in the air. Yeah, this, this is a song. Yes, it's, it's a song. It's got fucking. It's got you know resonance. It's got yeah. some passion. It builds. I, this is head and shoulders the best thing on either of these two records. Oh, absolutely. Head and shoulders. Absolutely. Me- I, I, I've, I, I feel like I've almost ca- like I've looking at my notes right, yeah. and I've gone. I've been really cautious here, just because I think. I didn't want a fucking slating on it. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I, 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 when I, when I was listening to this in the background, I was like, oh, what's this? Exactly. exactly. I, Every time I, uh, I was listening through, this one would come on, we're like, oh, yeah, this is, I forgot this was, okay, this is all no, right. No, no, the, the first time I was like, oh, album's over. Oh, no, this is oh, still the album. Right, sure. Yeah, because it doesn't sound like the other stuff. No. Nah. No, this is a different. If it had done a record that sounded like this, yeah. I, I'd have enjoyed it, I think. Yeah. Maybe there is a guitar solo. Let me skip the guitar. It's solo a very Bill and Ted guitar solo, it's, it's, but it kind of works in but concept. That's the thing on this song, it's going to work. Right, mm. let's, let's bring that in. There is also, and I'll play it, play a bit of it in a minute. There's a rock version of this song. Oh, is there? Yeah. 
which is a, a, a B-side done by one of the guitarists who plays on this. Look at that, that guitar. Yeah. Going off, that is. Uh, a guy called Jens Gad, who's one of the guitarists, yeah. he's done uh, his own kind of rock remix of it. And it's quite something. I'll, I'll stick a bit of it on. But yeah, see, even this version of it, this is the, the proper album version, and this guitar solo doesn't great on me at all like that, the, the other ones don't I'm like yeah that fits well this to me you know with with um, uh, what was it called I can't remember the name of the song now uh, Silent Warrior oh god yeah the, like Silent Warrior that kind of hint like that kind of thing of like well, which side of this is this on it hinted yeah at them having this in them that there could be and then this one I think is look it's not a fucking life changing song but it's a good song no it's a good song exactly and it made me very happy that there was something on Mm. on there because I was struggling the entire rest of the album I was struggling this is the rock version Um, this yeah this sounds like every song I've ever heard where someone that's a rock guitarist tries to do a dance song yes yeah yeah you can hear that that fucking stomp that just doesn't quite work. The, the yeah. Oh yeah. We've we've heard um, industrial's quite the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a fucking gun. <laughs> uh, right. Let me just skip a bit. Of this. He's just allowed to go on a bit. Fair enough, James. Yeah. You've you've done your thing. You, you've you've played on an album that I'm sure you don't like. Yeah, here, just have a bit of respite. Do do what you want. So yeah, rock version of that. Yeah, rubbish. Anyway, um, okay, so that that is right. So that's the second last song. Yeah, fucking hell. And we got. I mean, I feel like we should high five or something. I know we've actually I mean, found something to. I just can't be bothered to move. No. All right, last song is called "The Cross of Changes." So this and is the title, the title track. Song. Yeah. So I got some plinky piano. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the same way that track one was an intro, this is just an outro. Yeah, we, we got more profound greeting card self-help bullshit. Yeah. I can't even be bothered to... Like, I couldn't even be bothered to write it down. Uh, well, I'll tell you, it says, If you understand, or if you don't, if you believe, or if you doubt, there's a universal justice and the eyes of truth are always watching you. Really? Fuck, what? That's like, if you said to an AI project... Can you write me some bollocks, please? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that's mystical bollocks. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, this, this is... Oh, AI, can you create just a generic chill-out track for me, please? And uh, s- put something that mad hippies will be into over the top of it. Oh, yeah, no problem. There you go. Done. Yeah. This is this is crap. This is just... That's bullshit. Again, it, it, they, sh- they, they should have ended on the last song. They should have ended on the high. Yeah. Instead of taking us back down into this mm-hmm. chill-out room that they're in the fucking back of the club. Okay, so this this is the record. Okay, what's your, yeah. what's, what's your thoughts? What's your overall thoughts? Overall thoughts? Um, not as awful as I thought it was going to be, but it's still shit. Yeah, I've got this is a turd of a record, yeah. but it is nothing like as bad as the first one. Yes, absolutely. This isn't even in the top ten worst records we've done. No, it, and uh, there are mm, some bits maybe. of it. There are some bits where... And they are playing to my strengths. They are just going, all right, I'm just going to put a fucking big breakbeat over this. And mm-hmm. that, uh, even that just makes me go, all right, this is better. This yeah. is better than it was. There are moments of redemptionist. There is a song that I like. Uh, yeah. And it's simply, this album is simply poor rather than contemptible. Well, there were bits well, that made me very angry. Well, but, there, there aren't, yeah. I mean, yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, I haven't fucking become zen overnight. Do you know what I mean? No. But I, I would imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a bit upset that it's not been quite there. Yeah, well, sorry. We, we've, we've got stuck yeah. into it a bit. But, you know, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. And that's really... 
And uh, imagine, stick that on your marketing. You know, not as bad as you thought it was going to exactly. be. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I imagine with the millions of records that it sold, they don't give a fuck what no, I think. No, they really don't. Um, but, you know, I think, needless to say, I had the last laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, should we see what the people on Twitter thought about this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had a few, didn't we? We did. Let's okay. A, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Uh, um, we had David O'Brien got in contact. He was like, oh, an actual memory. of the, the first time I did acid, I spent some of the come down period watching MTV in rapt amazement. In particular, I remember the superb Return to Innocence video, which had footage of waves crashing in slow motion on a beach. It was ace. It, but it, it was ace on acid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what we are taking from that. I mean, what I'm saying there is the acid was good. Precisely. And you had a slightly worse experience than you could have done if you'd listened to something better. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, fair enough. But thank you, David. But thank you, David. Um, Bradders, yes, the Brad. only thing I recall from the time uh, was A Return to Innocence being a hit, and my only opinion was it was boring, but at least a musically inoffensive song. I presume the album is more ambient New Age wittering that makes Enya sound like Johnny Rotten by comparison. Not far off, really. Not far off. Yeah, having not heard it, you're pretty fucking spot on on that uh channel name uh, said that return to innocence reminds me of watching mtv europe around this time it got quite a bit of airtime on there and it may have been an advert for jeans maybe but maybe. You're, you're absolutely right it was on about six or seven different ads right. it was on a couple of films it was on tv it was so simple, it was everywhere man. they must have made so much absolutely anyway uh remember looking at the sleeves. this is phil guthrie uh remember looking at the sleeves seeing some offensively banal i'm sorry banal uh new age waffle in the uh liner notes and i bet you're wishing you'd built a free skip that one per year into your podcast rules i know now. and that would be a, yeah. a tough one to, to to agree on which one we skip as well would also be a, a challenge sometimes yeah, blur. Um, <laughs> yeah ben collins says he used to listen to radio one and the top 40 all the time back then I have zero memory of this album or its singles though I remember their first record well so less memorable and worse than MCM's MXC question well, mark I mean, well, all I'm going to say to you Ben is as soon as you went who are you who are you yeah. you'd you all come flooding back exactly mate like uh, you'd open a, a very stinky plug hole yeah. what a rendition as well though thanks Dave that was yeah. just gorgeous uh, Scornhub which I do enjoy uh, your, your Twitter there Scornhub uh, said I should probably give it a listen while I'm in a hospital waiting room. It seems the right environment. And then he has, he's, he's kind of given us a little Twitter rundown as he's listening through. So he's, uh, he said, it was in and out very quickly, so I'm doing it now. Thoughts on 15 minutes in. Which perfume are this lot selling? Which early 90s dessert are this lot selling? We have Steve Hillage at home. And it's very cruel to remind me of Black Sabbath, The Wizard, and then do this. Exactly. 1829, that's more like it. Well, hey, Dad shredded. Dad shredded. I didn't read I didn't read all these replies, actually. I missed the thread on this. So, yeah, there's quite a few things in here, actually, yeah. that are things that we've said. So, yeah, yeah nice one. Yeah, nice exactly. one neon sewer. His second half uh, uh, Twitter comments are, well, that's colonialism sorted. Uh, <laughs> at least it isn't hindering my data entry tasks. Didn't we already have this one? Yeah. Which is definitely something we said as well. Deep prudence. Ah, <laughs> I like what you did. I like what yeah. you did. Uh, and I should start going back to yoga classes. Yeah. The Fisher should, Price sound. Look, yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah. That's yeah. wicked. Yeah, no, thank you for that. That's a good commentary. Well done, mate. Yeah, I enjoyed that one a great deal, Scornhub. At Neon Sewer. Uh, right, what have we got now? Oh, Darren. Oh, Darren. My, a friend of the show, Darren. Uh, my dad loved this album and listened to it often on his Bang & Olufsen sound system. Mm. I can vouch for that. Right. His music tastes have now matured and he mostly listens to Eurodance. His current favourite is DJ Clubbing Man. <laughs> this is not a joke. I love my dad. Please be kind. Did you look? Did you? I did. I watched the video. It's fucking... DJ the, Clubbing Man. It's some of the worst thing I've ever heard in my it life. It's just shit. Just the worst dance Straight music. up shit. It, again, it's like AI created 
It sounds of Ibiza, but there are loads of girls in bikinis in the video. Yeah, so oh, oh, your dad likes that, does he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. brilliant. Uh, yeah, John and Lisa's just come in and said, now with added extra monks. Yeah, there is some monks in there. We've got some monks. Yeah, thoughts and vespers. And uh, all yeah, <laughs> scoring and vespers. Nice. <laughs> Guys, thank you for joining us. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you haven't, I mean... Pfft. Yeah, what can we say? It was free, wasn't it? Uh, well, I mean, the, the obvious question: What song are we putting on the playlist? There's only one. Oh yeah, def- that's oh, fine. Fuck, I nearly forgot about that. Yes, we are putting on. Yeah. We're putting on uh, "Out from the Deep." Out from the Deep goes on to the, nice. the ongoing best of every album playlist that we do. Yeah, check that out. We link that yeah. um, off it's, the website. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, what we got next week, Krista? Next week. Well, I mean, after the downbeat joys of Enigma, we've got the downbeat joys of Morrissey next week. <sighs> So, yeah, we got Morrissey, Vauxhall, and I. Vauxhall and I. Yep. So that's happening. Well, wonderful. I can't wait. Um, right, wonderful. Uh, if I haven't killed myself, I'll be back, uh, well, hopefully in a couple of weeks, something yeah, like that. we shall give it a go. We'll be back. Uh, thank you for joining us. Take care. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for checking out this episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. It was produced and edited by us, for which we can only apologise. We're on Twitter, at PCL Podcast, on Instagram, also at PCL Podcast, and Facebook.com slash PCL Podcast. All of these, plus links to our various Spotify playlists, etc., are on our website, which is PCLPodcast.com. Please feel free to get in contact via any of the social media or on PCLMusicPodcast at gmail.com. 